How does the age of first sexual intercourse and the emotional aspects of that experience contribute to later adult sexual functioning? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Lunt from Foothill Psychiatry in Boise, Idaho, and with me today is Dr. Lori Brado. She is an assistant professor in the University of British Columbia's Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology, as well as a registered psychologist in Vancouver, Canada. She is the director of the UBC Sexual Health Laboratory, where research primarily focuses on developing and testing psychological and psychoeducational interventions for women with sexual desire and arousal difficulties. Dr. Brado is also associate editor for Sexual and Relationship Therapy and on the editorial boards of the Archives of Sexual Behavior, the Journal of Sex and Marital Therapy, and the International Journal of Sexual Health. Welcome to ReachMD, Dr. Brado. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here. Let's talk about your work. What is the average age of first intercourse these days? So our research has primarily focused on young college-age students, and in this research, we find the average age is approximately 17, and that's roughly equal for young men and young women. Does it vary by country? You're in Canada. Is it the same in the States? There are statistical differences in terms of, in the United States, the average age of first intercourse is statistically younger, but it's not really all that clinically meaningful. So it's late 16 uh, is the first age of intercourse in the United States, which, whereas again in Canada it's 17. Uh, now when we compare that to other countries around the world, here we do see cross-country differences. Are we ahead or behind? Uh, well, it depends on which way you look yeah, at it. Yeah, we're, I guess that's true. We're, <laughs> um, we're certainly younger. Uh, so North American countries have younger age of sexual debut than, say, East Asian countries, than uh, some of the Middle Eastern countries, and in comparison to some of the European countries as well. Now, has the age changed over the years? So have, have we gotten younger at first intercourse uh, through the decades? Yes. Here's where there's been a dramatic decline over the past 40 years. And in these large census research polls that have been done, this is a question of great interest because there's often a, um, a high degree of correlation between the age of first intercourse and what we know about sexually transmitted infection rates. So in comparing the rates of first intercourse, say, from 40 years ago until today, there has been a dramatic decline, but that is more accounted for by women than it is for young men. So whereas among young men, the average age of first intercourse has declined by only one year of the past 40 years, it's actually declined by about four years in the same amount of time for women. Now, what concerns should we have about the declining age of first intercourse? Well, the most predominant concern we hear about in the popular media is that young people are not emotionally ready for the experience of first intercourse. The research certainly tells us that women tend not to recall their first intercourse as being positive, unlike men. So women will discuss their first intercourse as being painful, their expectations about there being fireworks are not met, that there can often be an experience of fear or anxiety, whereas men, on the other hand, tend to recall their first intercourse as uh, you know, being quite full of pleasure and satisfaction, and, and, and it was full of fireworks. <laughs> so that is certainly a concern that we have, is that young people are not emotionally ready, uh, and in addition, the expectations they have about that first intercourse can uh, lead to ongoing difficulties in subsequent sexual relationships. So prior to your research, Lori, what was known about a person's first sexual experience and how it does affect sexual functioning? Did, did we know anything? <laughs> So that question has been asked in, in various ways. One of the questions that I have been, have been more interested in my own research is what impact does 
age of first intercourse have on later adult sexual function. And here there has not been that much research done. There's been really two studies that have looked at this relationship. One of the studies was not very methodologically sound. The other study found that perhaps contrary to our beliefs, that younger age of first intercourse was associated with better or an improvement in adult sexual function later on. So it was on that basis that we designed our own study. We are also very interested in the effects of ethnicity and acculturation on sexual function. So in addition to looking at gender differences and age of first sexual intercourse on later adult sexual function, we were also interested in in this variable of ethnicity and acculturation. How did you go about studying this? So this first study was done in university students. So we had a large sample of University of British Columbia college students complete questionnaires in private which is a very common way to collect uh, sexual health data. We are also increasingly using web-based forms to, to collect this very personal information. So we had about 700 young students fill out our questionnaires, and then uh, we used various methods of statistical regression to look at the influence of various variables on adult sexual function. Now, the variables that we were interested in, in terms of adult sexual function, were, yes, aspects of sexual response, such as erectile functioning in men and orgasmic functioning in women, but we were also interested in other aspects of sexual health, such as avoidance of sexual activity, uh, sensuality, uh, frequency of sexual activity, and overall sexual function. Lori, what did you find in your research? There are a number of findings, so I'll, I'll sort of start one at a time, because as I mentioned, what we were looking at, the influence of age of first intercourse, the influence of gender, and the influence of ethnicity and acculturation on later sexual function. It's important to mention what exactly do I mean by acculturation. So acculturation is the process whereby an individual integrates themselves into the new or mainstream culture. So in other words, uh, an East Asian person who was the ethnic group of interest in our own research, as they become more acculturated into Western norms, they would adopt the language, they would adopt the cultures and values of Canadian customs in this case. But at the same time, it's also very important to keep in mind that an individual may also hold on to their prior culture and they may integrate into the new culture while still holding on to their prior culture. So when talking about acculturation, we're looking at the extent to which they immerse themselves into the new culture and also the extent to which they hold on to or relinquish their prior culture. In this case, again, it was East Asian culture. So in our study, first of all, we found that ethnic group, gender, and age of first intercourse were all related to sexual avoidance later on, specifically being East Asian, being female as opposed to being male, and having an older age of first intercourse were all related to more sexual avoidance later on. In looking at the East Asians only, again, as I mentioned earlier, we were interested in the effects of acculturation. And here, gender, age of first intercourse, and the extent to which the individual integrated into mainstream culture all predicted sexual function. So specifically, being a male, being less acculturated to the mainstream culture, and being older at the age of first intercourse were all associated with more sexual difficulty. Now, there was a really interesting sort of interaction that we found for women in that it was only those East Asian women who were more acculturated to Western society. If they had a later age of first intercourse, they also had more sexual complaints in the area of vaginismus. So vaginismus is vaginal or pelvic floor muscle tightening that prevents intercourse. Interestingly, among those women who had not embraced North American values, 
there was no link between their age of first intercourse and, and vaginismus. So here we're seeing that there's a, a cultural difference here in how age of first intercourse is associated with later sexual function, but it's also dependent on how much the individual adopts Western values and, and Western norms. There seems to be somewhat of, of a protective effect about not knowing North American values and, and standards and expectations about what sexuality should be like. So even among these East Asian women, the more that they adopted these North American views, the more they were prone to have sexual difficulties related to, to their age of intercourse. So it's a bit of a complex finding. Yeah, yeah I'd say. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what do you suppose are the mechanisms uh, by which all this works? There's a few potential mechanisms by which a later age of first intercourse and sexual function might be associated. So one possible mechanism might be that you know the later you have intercourse, the fewer sexual experiences you have. This leads to less time for sexual development and more negative sexual experiences. So here we have a model in which by whatever means that later intercourse happens, that then has repercussions on, on experience and sexual development. But the opposite might also be true. It, it might be that uh, the person's own disposition, their own personality, their own style of being more shy, more sexually avoidant might itself lead to a later age of first intercourse. There's potentially a, any number of other explanations, but a third explanation might have what we call a third variable phenomenon. So it's possible that an earlier age of first intercourse might lead to more body awareness. Now, we know that this is especially important for young women where they tend not to look at their own bodies, unlike young boys who, you know, sort of hard to miss their penis. <laughs> and many young boys will talk about masturbating for the first time by accident. They might be in bed asleep and their penis might rub against the sheets. They notice that it feels good and this leads to masturbation again at a much younger age in men than it does in women. So overall, men have much more body awareness than, than women do. But among women, it might be possible that an earlier age of intercourse might lead to more time for positive body awareness, which then has a link to improve sexual response later on. Many of the treatments that we have today for, for adult women with sexual difficulties in the domain of desire and arousal are specifically intended to increase their positive body awareness. So again, an earlier age of first intercourse might be a mechanism by which th that is allowed to happen more, more naturally and over a longer period of time. Now, you're also interested in psychoeducational work. What implications might this have in terms of helping our young adults be healthy, sexual functioning, older adults? I think that one of the, the findings that I discussed earlier in terms of, you know, among the East Asian women, adopting North American expectations and expectancies around sexuality actually had a damaging effect on them. So in the domain of, of a psychoeducational intervention, this might be a place where, you know, we talk about sexual myths, we replace those myths and irrational beliefs with accurate information about sexuality. I also mentioned that these young women may have false expectations about the fireworks that are theoretically supposed to happen at first intercourse. So again, normalizing uh, the awkwardness, potential discomfort, and even the pain in the first intercourse experience, I could see as being part of a psychoeducational intervention. In particular with the East Asian women, specifically in our study, we see them as being particularly susceptible to the negative effects of adopting North American norms other research of ours is very interested in what impact this has on their reproductive health behaviors. And we know that certainly in Canada, as is the case in the United States and many other parts of the world, that particular ethnic minority groups have poor reproductive health screening. So specifically lower rates of pap testing, lower rates of testicular exams, lower rates of breast self exams. 
And this has a real negative impact on when we talk about cancer prevalence and cancer morbidity or the stage at which cancer is detected, all of which are more advanced in ethnic minority groups. So again, in the context of, of a psychoeducational intervention that's targeted to an ethnic minority group, this would be a place to provide accurate information, ensure that healthy behavior is engaged in normalizing difficulties that an individual would have, uh, but also promoting their sexual health and their openness in talking about these important aspects of sexual and reproductive health. Thank you so much for sharing your research with us today. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. We've been discussing how early sexual experience may be linked to adult sexual dysfunction with our guest today, Dr. Lori Brado from the University of British Columbia. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157 the channel for medical professionals. Thank you for listening.